1: Hello and welcome to the AliCast. Still mid lockdown here in the UK of the uh, the COVID-19 crisis of 2020. If you listen to this many years in advance um then yeah um as I allude to in this uh, in this podcast um life's pretty strange but in in some ways it's pretty much the same. Um working from home and um and going out for a run every day that's about it really. Um so yeah <laughs> it's very very strange times indeed um, in this podcast I managed to catch up with uh, Claire Morton um, Claire is uh, one of the more high profile members of um, of Gone Tabbing and um, a really robust girl um, and, and a really great laugh. And it comes out in this podcast. So we, we had a really good chat during this podcast as well. And um, we talked about all sorts from, from tabbing to, to mental health, to everything. We, you know, we went, we, we dived deep there as well. Um, so that's coming up in, in just a couple of moments. In the meantime, don't forget, you can go over to our website at alicast.org. And, you know, um, there's not many races going on at the minute, if any at all, apart from virtual races. And I've got a one... That is uh, doable at the moment over on the web page, which is the 10-10-10. So that is 10 miles or 10 kilometers, carrying 10 pounds or 10 kilograms, and doing 10 bodyweight exercises at every sort of miles or milestone or, or kilometer stone, if that is is such a phrase. Um, so you can go over there, you can sign up, just choose whatever T-shirt you want for doing that. As soon as you sign up, I get the T-shirts out to you, and then you can wear it with pride as you uh, as you get out onto the roads or trails and uh, and actually complete that challenge and um, i'm looking at uh, probably including another challenge in the next couple of weeks and i'm just sort of dreaming that up in there uh, in my little head at the moment, and as soon as that comes out, I will do that. Um, the 4448 challenge is on there as well, but obviously, that is on hold at the moment because of the state that we're actually in lockdown. As soon as we're able to uh, resume that, uh, I will let everybody know. Um, and that is based on basically David Goggins' challenge of running four miles every four hours for 48 hours. Some people have already taken that to the next level. I think a lot of people who've did it realize that if they did an extra four miles, They could go up and do a double marathon, and then some crazy fools out there have also gone out and done it load-bearing as well. So there's lots you can do out there, and there's some absolutely fantastic uh, virtual races and virtual challenges going on out there at the moment. Um, we're a couple of months away from the fan dance, and when that is due to take place in July now uh, looking at the AEE page on Facebook uh, they're going to make an announcement on that on June the 8th so on June the 8th we'll know whether it's going ahead or not and if it is going ahead in what format it's going ahead if it does go ahead it's looking like it is probably just going to be the first weekend it's probably not going to be run over two weekends Um, so just prepare yourselves for that but there is going to be an official announcement made on that on june the 8th so anyway without further ado uh let's go over after a few technical difficulties uh i managed to speak to claire we couldn't hear each other we couldn't see each other and then eventually the magic happened and uh, the interview took place so um i know you're going to really enjoy this one and uh yeah i'll see you on the other side
0: Oh, I can hear you. Yeah. Yeah, you suddenly got louder. <laughs> yeah, you're still very, very quiet. Okay. Oh, that might actually be because you're not on my headphones.
1: <laughs>
0: Great start. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> you're still very quiet, I'm, but yeah, at least I, I, I got can hear you defenders
1: yeah. on. Brilliant. <laughs> we, can, we got there eventually anyway.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: Brilliant. So uh, good to speak to you at last. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It must must be uh, must be going stay crazy with lockdown, it's doing it to us all. Um, how's lockdown treating you anyway? Is it still much the same for you out on the farm, is it?
0: I was going to say, it's pretty much life as usual. I know, it's the um, same for me. I, yeah.
1: I, I, I don't know whether this is because of a really boring life, because nothing's really changed <laughs> that much. I always work. I yeah. g- generally work from home anyway um yeah and i go for a run every day and that's about it really so i'm not really doing <laughs> anything different um well done on the 10 10 10 we'll talk about that in a little while yeah um, thank yeah, you yeah so that was that was really tough but i think uh, i think the last time i saw you was uh, in a village hall in um in south wales um, probably I think you were walking around in your bra and knickers and we were we we're, <laughs>
0: we're, yeah, we're,
1: were passing each other on the way in and out the shower for 90 seconds uh, when we were getting it which that, that was a great weekend that I really enjoyed that yeah uh, fabulous wasn't it so how did you come into the world of tab anyway initially
0: um well, although I've got no actual military background um I had intended um back in my teenage years to um join up i um, did my RCB at 18, hmm. um, spent some time um, down in Westbury and got a gap year commission. Right, okay. Um, but I then failed, well, I didn't fail my A-levels. I didn't quite get the grades to go to vet school because I had intended to be a vet in the army. Um, so I kind of had a little bit of a a taster then. And then through university, I um, joined that Um, thing that a lot of people laugh at OTC Uh, (laughs) but actually that that was my saving grace Um, it was through university that I had my um, first kind of um, mental issues Mm. Um, my eating disorder really kicked in Um, but actually it was that whole feeling of being um, useful and being part of a team um, through OTC that kept me going. Um, I ended up dropping out of university, well, not going to lectures, mm. <laughs> and I'd just go to the unit and clean silver.
1: Right, okay. That,
0: that, <laughs> that's how shit my life had got. Yeah, okay. I, but as I say, so, um, kind of, yeah, I experienced having them, and I'd always um, had a Bergen absolutely rammed full of everything. I've always been one that. I go over prepared. Mm. Um I got the nickname of Morale um for various reasons but there was always haribo and chocolate in my bergen. Okay. And so I was very used to carrying weight and I was quite capable of moving quite mm. quickly over um the terrain with the weight. And so that was my first kind of experience and then um the mental health just really um kind of took me in a different path. I mm. had to completely drop out of vet school um and i moved back to take on family farm okay. and life took a very different mm. pace mm. the idea of going uh, joining up just um disappeared i had too much to do with um the, that lot out there yeah. and the cows <laughs> yeah yeah um so i didn't do it for oh a good 10 years and then my friend uh she's also my chiropractor a bit of a runner said i want to do a different race i th- found this race called the fan dance it's just over in the Breckens. shall we go do it and this was about six weeks before the actual fan dance and i was like it was the summer of 2017 and i was like okay let's go neither of us had been at penny fan before so we two weeks before we said we'll go for a recce Mm -hmm. and we started at sorry arms and we clean fatigue ran up to the top and we're like what's everyone on about because we didn't know the route and we're like it's taken us what just over an hour to get to the top and then we ran down in less than half an hour because we were, we were kind of just going for it like supposedly it takes three hours yeah and like it's really good time clean fatigue we've just done it in an hour and a half so we didn't wow. understand that yeah. we went another four hours yeah. <laughs> on the other side yeah. didn't know about Jacob ladder or anything like yeah. that um and so two weeks later race day was a bit of an eye-opener yeah. um but still uh, me and my friend, she came in in about three hours six, and I came in in three hours 12 for our first ever clean fatigue fan dance. I was like, and first and second women, and was like, okay. <laughs> I then got the bug. Eloise ticked that off. That was her kind of thing done. But then. I did it with AE and I saw this whole thing of a double tap. What's this? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the following winter, I signed up to do <coughs> Clean Fatigue Double Tap. Because like, I'm not just going to do a winter one. You might as well push yourself. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, keep yeah. trying. Um, and it was after the second day. It was a really, really snowy winter, 2018. And after my second fan dance, I came down, got my patch, Um and it was uh ds biggs that turned to me and went
1: yeah <laughs> everybody um, pulls that face don't they? Oh. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> he
0: was like you loaded yeah. i was like no clean fatigue and, yeah. it, and he picked took my rucksack off my back and went that's pretty much loaded weight and I was like really well that's all the kit you said we needed yeah. to go clean fatigue." <laughs> kind of not really understanding who he was either or how scary he could be he was being really quite genuinely nice <laughs> <laughs> um so I, said, I "I did the double tap in that snowy winter basically low bearing um in good time and I thought right then summer of 2018 it's got to be trident um And I was like, "Well, it's Mm got to be loaded, Trident. You can't just (laughs) kind of piss around." Um, And I also thought, "Well, I'll I'll throw in Woodhouse, loaded Trident for a first-time Trident as well, (laughs) as you do." Um, But then the week before, I'd done loads of training. I um, I got involved with Nick Grains' training. He wasn't officially elite outdoor fitness Mm -hmm. at that stage. Um, I did the A.E. Winter. A train the Christmas training session and um got involved with him then and so I started really training with him and he his training system and just his mentality and getting out with groups with him yeah I, I was hooked totally hooked so before
1: you before your first fan dance did you done any running before that or was it purely just fitness from being around the farm that sort of so um through?
0: I've always done a little bit of running but no it it, it really wasn't anything major it's all just being fit around the farm Mm. i have to have quite a lot of cardiovascular fitness with the horses but i don't train um i'm it's kind of it's just part and parcel of the work that they put you through day to day Mm. trying to maintain them so no i i'm not really a massive well in adult life i haven't been a massive runner it's it's only about six weeks before the first fan dance I'm like okay
1: do you think it's the mental aspect as well though? because I married a horsey girl um so so I, I understand you know um, yeah and al- although I always said I wouldn't get dragged into the horsey world I'm up there mucking out all of you know it's one of them yeah I've just got no, just got no choice of it but there seems to be that um there seems to be that uh, there are that determined. you've just got to get up every morning and see to the horses haven't you <laughs> yeah and I know I know my wife from when she was young like t- 12 13 she was on a bike in the snow up to, up to the farm what have you she, she always tells me about that so yeah. yeah um so you touched before on the sort of mental health side of things now, I don't know how deep you want to go on that, but I mean, I'm quite open about the fact that I, I sort of went through 42 years of my life, basically just looking at people who had sort of mental health issues, thinking to myself, oh, take a deep breath and just crack on. Do you know what I mean? What's the matter yeah. with you? Until, until it hit me one at one time and suddenly I'm sat in my car thinking, what the fucking hell am I doing here? Do you know what I mean? And, I, and I just sort of, Do you find that the, the, the fitness side of things really helps with you, with your mental health?
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, my mental health, um, as say, it's it's an eating disorder mm. is the the main trigger. Um, all the way through um, childhood, I was um, teased for being, I was I was never fat because I played a lot of sport. I was very I was um, kind of national level hockey, um, and with the I was um, represented in my country under sixteen with the horse riding. I was incredibly fit, but my thighs have never been slim yeah. I've, I've been nicknamed thunder thighs um most of my childhood yeah. and been teased for being fat and but then because i was good at the sport i felt self-validated by having that so yeah, yeah kind of fitness has always been that side and then um i say at university i dropped most of my sport um and where i was failing in my exams I didn't have that purpose. I didn't have horses at the time because I was in London. Um, It very much surfaced. Um, I say that's when the bulimia really kicked in. And that's where OTC was my lifeline. Mm. Um, And yet it has been Mm. um, now kind of into my thirties. I am, I've probably got my healthiest relationship with food Mm. because I am more consistent with my exercise. And I know that I, kind of i need to eat um to do what i do i enjoy what i do and i found my niche doing the hill work um those thunder thighs are actually bloody strong they're freaking awesome <laughs> and they do get me round without failing me so that's kind of yeah where it's it's a real positive and then last year um not just through the fan dance. I um, got selected to take part in the final for Britain's Fittest Farmer, which was again promoting mental health through fitness Mm. in the farming community Um, because we all just rely on our bodies day to day, looking after the animals etc but it's making that time that extra time for ourselves to go out and do the running or some gym work to really combat the the demons that sneak in in the the quieter hours
1: yeah yeah do you still find it's a do you find it's a battle or now or do you do you notice the triggers when they're sort of coming along to you because i know i know i do um if i if I don't run for a bit or I'm just fe- starting to feel down, I'm starting to think, hang on what's going on here? So I'm starting to look around a little bit more. There's a lot more self-awareness, I think, since since I sort of went through it myself. Um, yeah. And I was, I was reading a study that actually, and it was talking about eating disorders in, in females and saying how mm. it was very similar to alcohol disorders in men. It was the same sort of mechanics going on there and that sort of feeling the control yeah. and, and things like that. So do you, do you sort of notice the triggers now? And if you do notice those triggers, how do you sort of deal with them initially?
0: Yeah. um, Oh, very, very much so. Um, I can really pick up on my triggers. And um, I, well, if I'm completely honest, that is why I set myself the 10 days of 10 by 10 by 10, Mm. because the start of lockdown... um, It it, it was, yeah, it was completely psychological because life hasn't changed for me. I'm still out working. Um, I suppose the biggest thing initially was because all the horse competitions were cancelled, I lost that goal of keeping the horses fit so I said right I'm going to turn them away for a couple of weeks I'm just going to kind of get into the swing I took on um an extra few shifts milking because one of the guys that works on the farm he went into self-isolation because his child had a fever so I physically couldn't do the riding and when I get tired and I'm I'm not Mm. kind of having that little bit of time for myself I do then feel the demons creep in so I was like right I need to make an active step which will give me a goal to get out and do something which I was like right I've signed up for you, your 10 by 10 by 10 challenge and I was like that's that's easy that's just a that's a one that's a one day thing yeah. I need to put in something to make a bit more of a positive impact and really go for it so I was like right let's do it for 10 days and they say I did try and configure it that I could do it every 10 hours but still working full-time on the farm and everything I was like I I was working out I could I would actually be running to because I I milk on another farm which is four and a half miles away I'd be running at 2.30 2.30 in the morning to get to work <laughs> <laughs> with my weight do my work and then run back and I was like no I, I will actually physically kill myself trying to do it and at the end of the day it was about completing it for charity not for kind of um, breaking myself so um, yeah that is like, that's, I know my triggers so well yeah. now.
1: Yeah and I think that goal setting because that's certainly for me as well I've got to set up a goal because whether whether you've got sort of an unhealthy relationship with sort of eating or, or alcohol that takes a lot of work to actually keep that up, mm. doesn't it? It's not easy. Um, yeah. Whether you're just trying to... So, even if you're just trying to hide it or you're trying to... I don't know, whatever you're trying to do, that takes a lot of work to do that. So if you can almost harness that energy and put it into something else, then that's yeah. that's one of your greatest strengths, really, isn't it? Rather than a weakness. And I think once you realise that, yeah. you can, you can yeah, really start exactly to achieve that. Yeah, exactly that, yeah. yeah. So, cool. So um, Woodhouse tried and tell me all about that. Cause remember, I remember seeing your video and I was sat there and I think... Was that was that was that the summer Woodhouse Triad that you did? So it was it was sort of the set- No,
0: that was uh, winter nineteen.
1: Winter nineteen. Okay, so I yeah I remember attempting the first Woodhouse um, in the winter and I'd done the fan dance yeah. and I thought oh Woodhouse it's, it's, what 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 can it be like and it was absolutely horrendous and it beat me at, yeah. it, it beat me at the checkpoint I was like oh that's it <laughs> and then I remember watching your video and I think you started your video off after with well I didn't really train for it and I was like. I hate you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so t- tell us no. about that. How did you find the Woodhouse? Because that the Woodhouse route. Let's let's not sort of because I know a few people who are going to attempt it in the summer. So let's not give too much away about it because it's quite special, isn't yeah. it? Um, but, but you know how how did you attempt that? What what how did you find it? Did you find it easy?
0: Um, I had luckily um, been exposed to the the extra bits yeah um in training for the summer or the previous summer summer 18 when I because that would have been its second running ever um and so I kind of knew what to expect um and downhills are my strengths they really are Mm. so I knew that I could get a really good uh kind of just almost like a headway um and so then just go slowly up that second ascent of the fan because it, it's horrible yeah. it's absolutely horrible and it's the winter you did it because you were basically in whiteout conditions yeah, weren't totally you yeah and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah hats off to anyone that even attempted that yeah it's just ridiculous um so at least we had amazing like our conditions last january they were nigh on perfect mm. it was slightly chilly it was dry um there's a little bit of ice on the ground but nothing major um so yeah it was really i really enjoyed it yeah, good. <laughs> i really really enjoyed it <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah i mean like... um,
0: and by then because i i had been training with um nick long enough i had um really finessed when I needed to take on my extra food and Mm -hmm. my water and that's the really important thing it's just making sure even if you're not feeling like um, you're feeling fatigued you get that Snickers or whatever Mm -hmm. the nuts or whatever you use as fuel on and you make sure you take your water on to make sure you can keep going and you don't have a, a flunk. Um, so, yeah, no, I really enjoyed Woodhouse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the, I think the year I did it, I got out the, uh, I pulled up in the car park, the Ponta car park, like six o'clock in the morning. It's pitch black, isn't it? So the first you thing let... I, I got straight out of the car and the car park was like sheet ice. So I got straight out of the car, put my bag on my flat me my face before I even started. <laughs> right. And then I stood up, went over, and we, we were having the briefing just through the gate. And um, Ken was there giving the briefing and somebody had the head torch on and shone it in his face. And then oh, gosh. We, and then we were all doing press ups in the little stream and I thought this is yeah. going, this is not gonna be a good day and then yeah, it just turned out to complete white out conditions. but that wasn't the reason the reason they didn't finish it was to completely underestimate it and just was not a fit for it whatsoever. <laughs> it's, it was horrendous. So uh, yeah. so yeah, so you you did tridents when you did the woodhouse then you didn't just go out and do woodhouse, you went you did the woodhouse trident, didn't you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate you. <laughs> why not?
1: <laughs> yeah, why not? yeah i mean so so trident it's for people who are probably gonna do the first fan dance the nighttime route's completely different so you basically did three different routes
0: yeah yeah
1: so um what what's the nighttime route like for those who've probably not done it before
0: um the nighttime route is slightly shorter what is about 18 kilometers Hmm. um and you only have one ascent like true ascent of the fan mm. um it depends which way they run it they alternate um whether they yeah. run it kind of clockwise or anti-clockwise um the so when i did it we went up jacob's ladder and you go out along um the ridge line to 642 and down to the reservoir that's it's a really nice route a really really nice route um you kind of have to be careful with your footing going along the ridge line actually because uh it's not a, a straightforward path um but i train quite a lot by head torch mm. over the winter anyway so it's it was just easy to kind of keep up quite a pace and i i never go out fast to start with um i've, I've learned mm. never go up any, either from story arms or from the car park, never go up quickly, just kind of get your heart rate up, get your legs going. And then that's when I get to the top and I was just, I just started overtaking people. Um, And yeah, it's a really nice route. And as long as you kind of also get a feeling for um, the ascent of Jacob's Ladder, it has four stages. Mm. It goes, really steep then it plateaus then it goes really steep and then you get the little steps so you kind of you in the dark you mm. then know where you are so you know mm. how to pace yourself up it as well which really helps it's it it does help if you've done it um before
1: okay so moving on to like so we we spoke about it a little bit there but the 10 10 10 challenge say so for anybody who doesn't know the the alley 10 10 10 challenge is just 10 miles or 10 kilometers 10 pounds or 10 kilograms and just do 10 bodyweight exercises every sort of, every every mile or kilometre. What did you do?
0: Yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, Lily's just come (laughs) a little bit too close and her munching is in my ear.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So how, how did you, uh, how did you complete it?
0: Well, yeah, I I opted for the 10 kilometres rather than 10 miles. I thought (laughs) that would be slightly easier on my body. Um, it, It started off all gusto, all adrenaline. And that first day I whizzed through both on very little sleep because I'd been milking beforehand. I got all the horses and cows done during the day between the two. And then in the evening, I actually had my brother come and join me for the first one. Um, and so it was nice to have some company, just that bit of morale, keep going. Um, and yeah, it's been fine for the first day two lots of 10 kilometers. The 10 kilos is not a problem. Mm. Um, I decided to do it with a weight vest rather than my Bergen. Um, I have I noticed when I did um, the commando speed march um, back in March up in Speed Bridge, my Bergen needs some adjustments. Mm. And I was going to get that done just before lockdown. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, so that's <laughs> kind of scuppered that. Um, but yeah, so I say first day was fine. And then... By day five, I started to feel that real fatigue in my legs. It was the morning ones that really got me. Um, It was the same route every morning, and it was so wiggly round the farm, and and the places you just can't run because it's so uneven. I was tired, I was hungry by myself. And that's, yeah, that's when you just had to dig deep. All I kept thinking was, I've just got to finish just keep going it doesn't matter if I'm not running as long as I'm keeping moving keeping the press-ups going um and yeah I think it was day five after that morning one when I finished I I had a little cry (laughs) (laughs) and it wasn't even I wasn't feeling sorry for myself or anything I just I was tired and I (laughs) had a little cry um and then over the weekend I I managed to get a little bit more rest during the days and that really helped. Um, And again, you've kind of broken the back of it. So you're into the last half. The end is in sight. So I was like, yeah, I can do this. I can do this. And just so many amazing messages of support um, and then seeing all the donations coming in. And it was just that really spurred me on as well and gave me a Mm. massive boost to finish it. So the last day was it almost felt as easy as the first day, even though I was much slower. <laughs> I was much tireder. Um, But no, it was really mm. good.
1: It's amazing, isn't it? There's loads of sort of virtual events coming at the minute. Because I thought, as soon as this lockdown comes, I thought, oh my God. I, I know, I, I, obviously, I had a couple of virtual events going out there, but I didn't realise there was going to be as many as there is at the minute. Mm. Um, obviously we're still hoping that the fan dance goes ahead but i'm not i'm i'm sort of getting less and less confident by the day that that's that's probably gonna happen which is a shame because say i'm down for trident this year as well but what's um what sort of events are you looking at next then
0: um, well I've actually, <laughs> I've got my next challenge on um, Saturday. Right, okay. Um uh, it's another uh, fundraiser with Pilgrim Bandits. Um it's Operation Frankton. Mm. Um and we're each taking a stint to try and get as many miles in in an hour and so it's basically an mm. hour, uh, a 24-hour relay. Okay. Um so yeah that will be really good so that that's kind of the next one to tick off um but i've actually i haven't entered the fan dance for this year mm-hmm. um i was kind of humming and ahring i haven't actually done a load-bearing summer fan dance at all okay. so i've i've got to yeah. tick that off yeah, my yeah, list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. but also there's um all the test week marches yeah. um so i'm kind of i've got to balance my time and the finances, because at the end of the day, tabbing is not my first hobby. Horses is actually the first hobby, and as you appreciate, they're freaking expensive. Very,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got eleven of them. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they take up a lot of time. Um, but I've got—I actually entered. Uh, Last autumn, after the Commando 30 shuffle down in Dartmoor, I was like, right, I need some more challenges. I need to, again, set some goals. Mm. I entered the Maverick race series. They offer a a pre-season, enter five, and you get a discount. So um, although they were meant to be happening April and May this year, um, I've got a, a half marathon in the Black Mountains at some point this summer with them because they've moved it i can't remember mm. the dates and then there's a snowdonia marathon <clears> as well with them um at some point over the summer and uh, i know a jurassic coast marathon oh, I've got... so i've got some other non-tabbing races to aim for i i've always kind of lacked speed when Mm. it comes to clean fatigue um as I say these legs are strong not quick Uh, so I thought I'd focus a little bit more on some clean fatigue running um and potentially push up to an ultra I was going to pick your brains on ultra training
1: yeah ultra training for me and um I think that the biggest thing for me was just those back-to-back runs on the weekend because when I the Brecon to Cardiff Ultra, that's a really good one to start off with. Uh, really enjoyed that. E- even if there is a, a massive storm coming in when you, when you do yeah. it, like there was this year. Which I was really, as it was coming up to that day, I could see Storm Kira coming in. I was like, oh, please let it be on the same day. And I was made up when it was. It was great. I thought, that's, that's a real challenge now. But no, I'd say it's a real good one to start off with. But I'd say to anybody who's going for, for an Ultra... Mileage through the week, just keep going. But just get those back-to-back yeah. long runs of a weekend, and just get used to used to just get used to being knackered. <laughs> Basically, yeah. used to being knackered and uncomfortable, and and you'd be absolutely fine. But no, I would I would I would recommend ultra running to to anybody, especially especially like me, if you're not fast. Um, yeah, because yeah, it, it, yeah, if you're just looking for endurance and you're a diesel engine, then yeah, perfect, absolutely. Because I've done a couple of marathons, and and I hate marathons. But <laughs> but that's the reason I do them, I think, because I think I've got to do, got to do yeah. another because I, I hate it. What does your training look like normally? Though, do you do more sort of clean fatigue training? You don't do it. You're going to tell me you don't do an awful lot now, aren't you?
0: I really don't do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a weekly spin class. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so oh, I, right. And I actually yeah.
0: teach that, so okay. I'm. Yeah. I, it's quite good that I I get to completely um, determine what how the, the programme works in that and it, it always goes a, a pretty much the same format each week I've, I've got, it's a relatively small close-knit um, group so they they just know the score and that's quite good um, and then I might get one other run in yeah. in a week if I'm Look, lucky <laughs> I, I know when it is coming up to an actual event probably six weeks out I do start to do A little bit more during the week Um, when the
1: panic sets in. Yes,
0: like oh, maybe. (laughs) Um, But then that again, that disappears quite quickly. Um, But I always try and make sure that I get out once a month with (laughs) um, Nick with Elite Outdoor Mm. Fitness. Um, His training days—they have always been the bread and butter for um, my tabbing um, because he he'll always just make sure you're you'll push that bit further whatever your fitness level he can tailor a day to make sure that each one of you is work to your your maximum if you need to so um yeah that's so that's really been it (laughs) and um when i'm competing the horses i've always um kind of made sure that when i'm walking the one jumping track which is the cross country which mm. can be about three and a half kilometers long and it's normally undulating ground i normally run it so that that will be a kind of a fortnighty fortnightly thing but that's mm. only three kilometres, not exactly far but i don't i this is where i'm really embarrassed um because i don't have a specific training program it, it is just my day-to-day life yeah. that keeps me on my feet yeah um you're, and keeps my step count up and that's it
1: you're not sat behind an office desk all day let's face it are you, Do you know what I mean it's 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 uh, no. <laughs> it's it's an arduous job that you're doing so I'm, I'm sure yeah. you can get away with it I still hate you but hey <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I have to, I mean, I'd say, I think when lockdown first started, I let my training sort of go a bit and I didn't really have a goal because I was thinking the fan dance isn't going to happen now. Uh, So, so my head was sort of down. So I've, I mean, I've just signed up for the, have you seen the virtual Barclay marathon that's going at the minute?
0: oh yes yes, yeah. you've signed up for that yeah, haven't you? yeah yeah
1: so so that's that's five miles every day you've got to at least do so so i'm really enjoying okay. that um because that's a thousand it's a thousand kilometers between may the 1st and august the 31st so it's about 630 yeah. odd miles so yeah so that's keeping me going now it's getting me out of bed every morning which is good, good. Speam bridge that looked good as well what was what was that like
0: Oh, that was amazing. Absolutely incredible. Um, Let's say that was, again, I only found that out through the Gone Tabbing page um, because Ish posted about it um, because uh, the Pilgrim Bandits were one of the charities involved with it. Um, And yeah, absolutely incredible. I had um, a lot to thank for uh, Brian Tinker because he and I uh, travelled up together and we, we were proper tourists, once we crossed the border and got into the Highlands, every lay-by we were pulling over, taking pictures. It was just stunning. There was still snow on the grounds. It was the most gorgeous kind of evening, clear skies, sun. There were red deer everywhere. Uh, yeah, so the drive up there kind of set the scene.
1: Yeah, that just looked like and an then event.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and oh my God, when you actually get to Speenbridge, Bridge um, and we went to um, the Commando Museum and then uh, did a little route recce and it's it just put the hairs on the back of your neck up. It was really incredible. Um, and they start the race with bagpipes. Um, and your first, the actual um, route is, basically out of the um, train station and the first thing you hit is a mile long hill and you've just got (laughs) it uphill and it's not like viciously steep but it just goes on and on and on and then at the top they have um the pipers as well so you kind of you're blowing out your hoof and you get to the top (laughs) and you hear the pipers and it's like yeah it's it's just amazing it really is
1: Brilliant. Now I, I, so I was looking at that. Does look like one for the calendar next year? I think so. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Well, Brian and I are definitely going to do it next year, and I say we're going to try and get a proper little team up. Um, and it, if we can get like a mini bus, yeah, a definitely having mini bus sorted. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I I heard um, uh, it was was it Ian saying that he's Ian. just got his yeah he's just got just his bus, bus license. Trying, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, perfect. We can use him. <laughs>
1: And I might have the bus, so uh, keep me in mind. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I've got plenty of buses
1: where I am. Brilliant. Article. Cool. Now look, it's been great to speak to you. Um what's the first thing you're gonna do when lockdown finishes?
0: Uh get into the hills. Yeah, no, that's
1: what I'm missing. <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely. I don't know which ones yet, whether it's kind of Snowden, Brecon, or, as I say, Brecon's on my doorstep, but I'd like to well, Brian and I are already kind of planning a little trip um to do the fan then maybe the lakes on the way up and then go back hmm. up to the highlands. <laughs> we want to bag that GT slab. Yeah. Um up on was it Ben Loman? Yeah. Uh we we missed it. Um we just didn't have time to bag it on our way back down. So we were like, right, <laughs> as soon as lockdown's done we're going to get it. <laughs>
1: um what what are your goals as regards to test week marches? Sorry? What are your goals as regards to test week marches?
0: Um well, actually, to, to start one, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, get get them all done. I, yeah. I'd like to actually complete this series. I um, said I I couldn't start um, Black Sabbath. I was I last summer. I'd just come out of quite an uh, emotionally abusive relationship, so yeah. the I was not in the right place to yeah. start. So I I took myself off the hills that day. Um, so yeah, it's fight those demons and get back out there and get on with it.
1: Yeah, I think your mind's got to be in the right place, especially for that back Sabbath. That was, uh, it, was it was a beautiful, absolutely beautiful, beautiful march. That day. I really enjoyed. That yeah. I, can't, I can't wait to get out there and there. And again, I got, got <laughs> Even,
0: you're saying the Grinch was beautiful.
1: Yeah, and I did the I did the sort of was it the anti-clockwise where you did the Grinch towards the end. And I, uh, actually, okay. I actually got to the top of the Grinch, and Jan was up there, and he there was three guys in front of me, and they'd gone up, and he pulled them and said, "Right, don't bother coming up. You're you're done." But I'd seen another route, so I'd gone up around the back. So I got to the top, and I brought Jan up there, and he went, "I'm going to let you through this checkpoint. We're getting pulled at the next one." I was like, so yes. I got I got pulled at the last checkpoint, and I could see oh, I could no. see the person who'd just gone through the checkpoint just across the road. I was like, "Oh man!" Oh, so, so so definitely, I want to go back and do that because I really enjoyed yeah. Black Sabbath. Brilliant, great to speak to Claire. Um, hopefully, yeah, yeah. I shall see you again soon up on the hills. Uh, yes carry on with the training well done on the 10-10-10 that was brilliant as well on and, and all the other events and uh, yeah it's been Thank great you. to speak to you I can't wait to speak to you again and see you alright yeah cheers okay
0: take care thanks a lot bye 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 bye
1: so that's uh, Claire Morton uh, what a girl <laughs> she, she's just she's uh, she's so uh, humble and uh, and i got so much humility about about her actual um about her actual fitness and what she does but she works really really hard in that farm, and you know that's that's definitely where the fitness come from like i say i i've married a horsey girl um and the the, the also the 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 mental attitude of um of them um, horsey lady shall we say is is something else um and you don't mess with them <laughs> so yeah so um i've got another interview to record later on this week um, which I will try and get out next week for you as well like I say it's uh, very very strange times at the moment um, but hopefully everybody is keeping good out there now if anybody wants to drop me a message about anything that's included within this podcast or in any podcast whatsoever whether it's to do with fitness whether it's to do with any events whether it's to do with kit or or even mental health look you know um, I might not have all the answers for you but I'll certainly be able to signpost it to the person who does Um, one of the best things about doing this podcast that I've met some really, really amazing people, and uh, yeah, I'll be able to signpost you in the right direction. Um, you know, and it's a time that we all need to come together as the Gone Tabbing and the Black Sheep community. So, if anybody wants to chat, then you know, just drop us a message or drop anybody a message on the Gone Tabbing page or the Be a Black Sheep page, and uh, certainly, you know, we're all there for each other. Thank you very much for listening once again. Thank you so much for all your support, and uh, I'll see you in the next podcast.